we have put too much focus on that physical thing mm-hmm. um, that is fleeting, then when we lose that, we are going to struggle. Welcome to Walk With Me, a ministry of Cornerstone Church. Hi, my name's Tori and I'll be your host. Sometimes when I want to make a new friend, I'll say, come walk with me and we'll talk. My goal for this podcast is that we as women would walk together and enjoy sweet community in Christ. Today on the podcast, we have Kim Harms. Now, Kim, you were here a few months ago and you talked about a journey through breast cancer. And so today we're going to kind of piggyback on that theme and tell us what we're here to talk about. Yeah, we are going to talk about um, body image. Um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2016, January, um, and went through some crazy stuff with that um, and had, I mean, had my breast removed by lateral mastectomy. Hmm. I've had reconstruction done, but um, it really has affected uh, the way I look at my body hmm. and the way I think about my body and beauty and body mm-hmm. image. And, hmm. Yeah, and you're going to tell us about that today. Yes. So you're a writer and you're working on a book about reconstructive surgery, is that? Yeah, I am working on a book for women who are going through breast reconstruction. Okay. So um, there will be pieces of it that talk about um, the, some of the medical terminology and layman's terms, but mm-hmm. a lot of it is going to be emotional stuff. I'm going to have a chapter on body image. Hmm. Um, there's a chapter on uh, should you have reconstruction or hmm. not? Do you, which is flat better for you? Is, yeah. Um, you know. Are there books out there? For this or is um, this something you saw a need and you're kind of filling it I did see a need and I'm hoping to fill it mm-hmm. uh, there are books out there there are a lot of books um, focused on breast cancer hmm. um, and there are breast reconstruction books that I've read um, a lot of them written by medical perfection mm, professionals so yeah. they're more technical yeah um, and you know a couple books that maybe fit some of the things that I'm wanting to yeah. talk about Um, But there's a lot of stuff missing. Um, Some of the things I'm going to talk about in the book are um, a husband's perspective. So I'm interviewing um, men who have gone through this with their wives. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, I'm going to talk about um, children and how to handle it with your children. So you wanted a woman-to-woman type book. Yes. Not a medical professional-to-woman type book. Right. So when you knew that uh, bilateral mastectomy, is that how I, am I saying that right? Yes, bilateral mastectomy. Mastectomy was in your future, did you fear losing your breasts? Did you fear how that might affect you emotionally? Um, I didn't really. Uh, I, I've never really liked my breasts. I'm, I'm a pretty small person, but I've always had really small boobs and I (laughs) have always bought my bras like in the little girl section, not like the junior section, but like the little girl (laughs) section. And you know, after breastfeeding babies, then they were saggy Mm -hmm. and small. And I just never really I never really liked him a whole lot. Didn't so I have didn't, a didn't think sentimental that attachment to them. Hmm. And, you know, I had cancer, so my thought is just get rid of the cancer. The breasts mm-hmm. are not a big deal. They yeah. don't matter. And so going into it, yeah. I really didn't think that it would um, affect me a whole lot. Did it turn out to be a big deal? Uh, it, it did. It, um, it turned out to be a lot bigger deal than I thought. Um, so when we got home from the hospital... Um, it was, I can't remember for sure how long it was, but it was well over a week before I could look at myself in the mirror. Huh. So 
uh, Corey taped this big paper sheet over the mirror in our bathroom so that after um, a shower or something, I wouldn't see what uh -huh. I did, wasn't ready to see yet. And this um, wasn't just after your first surgery. This was after reconstructive surgery. Well, it was my first surgery. Okay. Um, I had first phase of reconstruction okay. during my bilateral mastectomy. Oh, got so it. during that surgery, um, a regular, my surgeon came in and removed all the breast tissue and that took like two to three hours. And then the plastic surgeon came in and did first phase of reconstruction. So I'd had that okay. um, first piece of that okay. done. Okay. Um, so, but it was the first time that I had, yeah, first time I had looked after that. Right. That all messed up to me. And, um, and yeah, when I was ready to finally look, I, I would guess it was maybe 10 days after, um, Corey took the paper down and we had, I had just had a shower and so I was kind of, that just drained me anyway. Mm -hmm. um, right. But um, I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, I think I'm going to throw up. Hmm. Corey was standing there and he's like, it's okay. You don't have to throw up. You don't have to throw up. You still look beautiful. It's everything's okay. And then I turned around and he held my hair back uh, while I puked. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it was. So is that emotionally upheaval, you know, that yeah. upheaval of just the shock of it? Yes. Just the shock huh. of it just seeing me, but not like you. I wasn't all there anymore. Right. Um, huh. And it was, I mean, it wasn't attractive. Any surgery, you have scars or whatnot. Right. But, you know, I just had these big, red, ugly scars. And my breasts were gone at that point. I mean, I'd had the first part of reconstruction. So, I, you know, I wasn't completely yeah. flat. But, yeah. um, but it wasn't me. Right. And, yeah, it was huh. pretty crazy how... Because you didn't expect that. No, I really didn't. Huh. Would you say that you grieved then? Was that a, a grief thing? Um, the loss of your breast? Yes, I did grieve for sure. I, um, it feels weird to use that word and it was hard for me to use that word uh, for a while. But I, when I think of grief, you know, I think of the loss of life and really in comparison, losing my boobs is like, oh, that's not a big deal. And it's true. Loss of life, I think, trumps all <laughs> grief. Yeah. But yeah. Um, did you but, weigh it? Like, I got rid of the cancer, yeah, but I lost my breath. Yes. So I, um, that's what I would try to, when I would get sad, I would think, oh, I'm so, I'm so sad. Uh -huh. I would think, stop it. You don't have cancer anymore. Mm -hmm. So it, like, um, almost didn't want to allow myself to grieve it because it was like, okay, that is not something that you should be huh. grieving. Huh. Um, and actually... Just finished reading a book called uh, Wednesdays Were Pretty Normal. I've uh -huh. heard of that by it's a, by a pastor, Michael Kelly, who went through. Um, his little boy was diagnosed with leukemia, I think, when he was two. So they had, you know, three years of going through that cancer. Wow. Um, uh, with their son, and the book is just fantastic. But he talks. I mean, there's actually a quote in there yeah. that um, is so good. It's um, talking about grief, and he says we often think uh, the grieving process exclusively in terms of people. You lose someone close to you, and you lament that loss in personal and profound ways. But the same process happens, I believe, to other areas of life, too. In the end, grieving is about loss and finding your way through life without the thing that's not there anymore. Hmm. Um, and in my case, that was my breasts. And hmm. it still feels weird to me right. to think about grieving them. Um, but I, that is really what I did. And right. I think in a way, I'm still grieving. It's not a constant thing. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm happy, I'm healthy and, um, it's, it's just a piece of me, yeah, you know, but, of course. um, for the most part, 
I'm in a good place. And reading things like what Michael Kelly wrote, and then I've read some articles too in medical journals just about people who've lost body parts. Right. And how I that was going to ask about that. Yeah. yeah. It has very strong emotional implications. There of are course. People who get very depressed and um, it's just helped me to, to understand that, okay, grieving is okay and normal huh. and it's a process that you need to go through. Right. So, and it's kind of the loss of uh, a dream of a normal, what we consider a normal mm -hmm. life, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Partly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Huh. It's, it's a, yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way, but kind of like. What you yeah. kind of planned on maybe. Yeah. It's changed. It's just changed and yeah. different. And so how has the loss of your breasts affected your body image? We talked a little bit about that it has really mm -hmm. affected the way you thought about your body and you didn't yes. expect that. Right. Um, really immensely. I, um, like I said, I wouldn't have believed it at the beginning cause I didn't mm -hmm. really think my breasts were that great, but, mm -hmm. um, then they were gone. I mean, and gone and you can't get them back. Right. And, um, and I had, it's just true that breasts are part of feminine beauty. Uh -huh. like, huh. I, they, they are a piece of that. There are a lot of pieces to, to beauty, but physical beauty, breasts are a part of that. And you know, we live in this society, this hyper-sexualized culture, and at every turn we see um, what is the ideal beautiful woman with beautiful breasts, and mm. um, and though we shouldn't let that inform our beliefs and it our does. identity and our self-image, um, we can't live in that every day and not be influenced in some way. Mm -hmm. So you have that piece of it where culture um, tells me, this is what you need to do or look like to be beautiful. Hmm. And I don't have that anymore. Hmm. So you have that. And I, I feel like I'm in a, a pretty good place where I can fight the culture. I know that mm -hmm. culture is, our culture is so far from right. what God's God ideal. has mm -hmm. created and God's ideal. Um, but the harder part for me, I think, has been wrestling with the fact that God created the female body. Hmm. Um, he created physical beauty. Mm -hmm. um, he created... He created breasts in Proverbs five nineteen. It, mm. it talking to husbands. It says, "May her breasts captivate you always." Wow. And Song of Solomon it talks multiple times about the beauty of breasts. So there is huh. something real about to that beauty. beauty. Mm -hmm. So it's not, um, yeah. There's something real and true to that. And so, what do you do when you don't have that anymore? You know, and like I'd already I talked about you. Part of that is grieving. Yeah. You know, I've, I've yeah. grieved that and I let myself go through those emotions that that grief brings. And, um, but I also struggled with feeling ugly, huh. you know, I, which seems weird because it's not even, it just feels weird, but it's true. Right. And Satan but, really wants to convince you that you're not good enough. Yes. Yes. And that is, I feel like he really, um, wanted to take me out. Huh. In that way, I feel like. So, what did he do? I mean, how did he tempt you to give up? Um, I had uh, voices, not voices. I don't know. Huh. I, you know, yeah. the voice in your head that yeah. says you're you're not pretty anymore. Right. The you're lies you're believing. That the, the the flaming arrows of the evil one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, Corey is great, and he would tell me that I was beautiful. And yeah. I'd be. I would not want to believe that he actually believed huh. that. Huh. So. Yeah, he really wanted to, to take me out, I think. Huh. Um, so I had to learn to fight that. And how did you? Fight that. How um, did you fight it? I think, first of all, I had to fight it with truth. Um, you know, it's 
like I spoke about earlier, physical beauty is real. It has its place. It's, you know, it's okay to say that sunset is beautiful or that waterfall is beautiful. It's okay to say that woman is beautiful, mm -hmm. but I mean, it's not okay to envy that and huh. um, be jealous of that. And, um, but it is, there is beauty um, and it's okay. I think the important thing was not to place my identity on a physical beauty. Yes. And I think that that idea can cross over to a lot of different areas of life. And, you know, an example I think of is an, an athlete who, you know, you go watch Iowa State play basketball and it's really fun and exciting to watch uh -huh. um, somebody dunk. You know, right. last year Deontay Burton was like, we like to watch him dunk, me and the boys. And he, I'm sure, found great joy in that. And he worked hard and has this great athletic ability. Uh-huh. Um, but he's not always going to have that because it's fleeting. Right. Um, we get older and our athletic ability leaves. Um, and we get older and our beauty huh? fades. Uh -huh. And when we have put too much focus on that physical thing mm -hmm. um, that is fleeting, then when we lose that, hmm. we are going to struggle, right. I think. Um, and I think that happens to a lot of people. Um, and I think that's kind of a piece of what I worked through. Maybe huh. I didn't. And you didn't know yeah. that you were putting your identity in that. It's right. not that we do it to try to shun our identity in Christ. Right. We just do it because we're human. Yes. And that's part of our life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a hard, um, I don't know if balance is the right word, but to, yeah. Yeah. Just right. put the right emphasis where it should be put your focus where it should be and you know the key to is giving physical beauty the value it's due uh -huh. but enveloping that then in, in inner beauty because that is what is really important mm -hmm. you know the bible speaks about physical beauty but so many more times it talks mm. about that in inner, inner beauty. beauty and um you know proverbs 31 the 30 proverbs 31 woman yeah um so many great things about her, but most all related to character and working yeah. hard and taking care right. of the family. And it's that inner beauty. And the only piece of that chapter that talks about physical beauty is that beauty is fleeting. Huh. Um, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Wow. So beauty exists, but beauty is fleeting. I didn't ever notice that yeah. about that chapter, so, but it's true. Yeah. So you huh. need to have the focus in the right spot. You know, 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, outwardly we're wasting away. Inwardly we're being renewed day by day. First Peter three four says our beauty should be found in our inner self and um, unfading beauty or of a gentle and quiet spirit. And huh. there are just so many wonderful verses in Scripture about that inner beauty. And so, so you have to tell those to yourself and choose to believe them. Yes, because we can tell those to ourselves and still say, mm, I don't believe that. That's true. You have to um, capture those thoughts. Uh -huh. I think that is has been key for me hmm. is to take every thought captive, which it tells us to do in scripture right. too. So, so when that voice tells me, um, I'm not whole anymore, uh -huh. capture that and cover it with truth. Huh? I am whole. Right. And God, God, you have to set up a him. firewall basically. Yes. yes. So you have to sift through the thoughts that are from Satan and yes. not true yeah. and replace them with what is true. Yeah. With, with what God says about you. Yeah. And I think it's so easy not to do that. Oh, because we're not very aware of how we're thinking. Right. And all of a sudden you're you're depressed or down in this spiral down and you, you just have let your thoughts take you to uh -huh. a place where... Where you're believing you, lies. Where you're believing lies, which is exactly what Satan wants. Right. 
Um, but it, so it is work to uh-huh. capture those thoughts. You know, it is. Corey tells me I'm beautiful. I need to think, okay, did I marry a liar? No, uh, I didn't marry a liar. That's good. He speaks truth to me. Right. So he thinks, he says I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. That's true. And so you, you have to, yeah, you just really have to capture those thoughts. I remember reading Pilgrim's Progress and Pilgrim, he gets in the slew of the spawn. Mm-hmm. And he cannot get out. And he's just keeps sinking down in the mud and mire. And then a, a guy comes along, his name is Help. And he helps him out of the mm-hmm. slough. And and he says, well, why didn't you get out? And Progress says, I didn't know how. And Help says, well, it, the steps. You need to use the steps. And he says, what are the steps? And he says, they are the great and precious promises of God. Uh, That's how you get out of the slough. Yes. So when you are in the slew of despond, then you have to grasp onto the steps. And those are the great and precious promises of God. Mm. So what would you say to someone who is struggling with body image? Let's say it's not only breast cancer, Mm -hmm. but maybe it's um, something else. Maybe they've never liked how they looked. Um, I would say that it's okay that it's okay to believe that physical beauty is a real thing. Um, and sometimes we, I don't know, forget that. I don't know if forget that is the right word, but, um, I think we need to believe that that is true so we can allow ourselves to grieve what we don't have anymore. So, um, you know, you might have, um, had a C-section and have your belly doesn't look the way it looked anymore. You're just getting older and Mm -hmm. your body just doesn't work and look the way it did, um, before. And if we don't, um, if we don't believe that physical beauty is is real, real thing. then we can't give ourselves permission to grieve it. Huh. That's a really and good then, point. Yeah. Yeah. And then if we we start to grieve, um, we end up feeling selfish or sinful or confused mm. as to why we're grieving that when we shouldn't be grieving that. Like hmm. when I was going through the whole cancer thing and I had I tried to say, Okay, stop grieving. You don't have cancer. Nobody huh. died. Huh. You're good. And uh-huh. you can't you can't do that. Huh. You have to. You have to allow uh, that whole allow process to play out. Yes. So I huh. think that could play a, that in so many different aspects yeah. of life. Um, you can grieve things as when they're gone. And some people don't allow themselves to grieve. Right. And then they are stuck. Right. Yeah. And then you. I think it's a necessary part of the process. Yep. Yeah. I think that has been is very necessary. Um, huh. You talked about yeah. reading the Book of Esther. Yes. So I've. Um, that's one of my favorite books, I think, because it's just, it's such a good story to Uh just sit and read. But, um, I read that not too long ago as I've been processing these, all these body image thoughts that I've been having. And something that struck me as I read that was that, um, Esther, it was her beauty, her physical beauty that got her to the place of being queen, um, and it was also Queen Vashti before her, uh-huh. who was beautiful. It was her beauty, I'm sure, that uh, huh. allowed her to be queen. And we we don't know much about Queen Vashti, so I don't want to um, put something there that wasn't there. But uh-huh. I don't think there that it would be a huge stretch to think that um, it was her. It was Queen Vashti's inner character that was also was her downfall. Yeah, I mean, her disobedience to the king. Uh-huh. I would so agree. she was beautiful, but. In her inside, she was wasn't. No, yeah, beauty. Um, and then Esther was beautiful, um, but then she was in this place, a really tough place, um, and she did the hard thing. And huh. she 
um, ended up then saving the Jewish nation from massacre, massacre right. really. And that was inner beauty. That was her inner character. Um, yeah, it had so nothing to do with what nothing that to had do nothing to do with what she with what she looked like. So, mm-hmm. um, beauty has its place, but man, um, or external beauty, but internal beauty just trumps it every mm. time. Mm. And I just think that is a really cool picture mm. in Esther. Yeah, so. that is cool. I remember part of that. She says, "I'm going to go before the king and." I perish, I perish, because mm-hmm. she knew that she was doing what she was supposed to do. Yes. So that's part of inner beauty, um, believing what God says is true. Yeah. So, yeah. well, that's very good. Do you have anything else you want to add? Otherwise, uh, I'd love for you to pray for the women in this situation. Sure. I. Yeah, I'll go ahead and pray. Okay, let's do that. Father God, um, I just thank you for who you are, for how you've created us. Um, for physical beauty, Lord, um, but so much uh, more for just the um, inner beauty that you give us when we um, trust you and when we um, believe what you say is true. And um, I think of women who maybe are in my same situation, who have lost their breasts, um, Lord, um, or women who have other areas that they struggle with, Lord, um, I just pray that you will help them if they are having trouble believing that they can grieve a piece of them that's missing. Lord, allow them to go through that, to, to grieve. Um, but bring them out on the other side, Lord, and not um, don't let them just stay in that grief, Lord, and, and help them to um, really believe what you say about about beauty and that um, just that beauty of a um, unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit and and that um, outwardly though we're, we're wasting away inward or inwardly Lord we're renewed day by day I pray that you will just give these women the strength to use scripture like that and use your truth to cover those lies that tell them that they're not beautiful and that they're not whole and they're not good enough Lord because you um, you created them and love them, Lord, and um, Lord, they are enough, um, and you are enough, um, Lord. And I pray that you, I pray for each woman who's struggling with this that they will just really find um, find their strength um, in you and that inner beauty that comes from you, um, Lord. I thank you. I thank you for this opportunity to talk with Tori. Um, and the women who will be listening. And I just pray these things in your son's name. Amen. Amen. So tell me just a little bit more about your, you're working on a book proposal, yes. at least. We don't know when it will be. Or tell me about the title and, and the chapters, because I'm sure the women that are listening will be interested in reading that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, now the title will probably change because that's what I'm, I'm told that okay. they never stay the same. All um, right. But <laughs> Open to the Front right now is my tentative title, which oh, is... Oh, that's excellent. Um, I, it's... A, Everyone who's yeah, ever had everyone, a mammogram yes, or anything will understand open that. To the front. Yes. And I've, I've been through that many, many times now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, uh, I talked a little bit about the, that at the beginning, but um, yeah, there will be a chapter um, for how to deal with this with varying ages of children. Okay. Um, you know, we had teenage boys. Yeah. And so how much do you share? How much don't you share? Right. Um, what did they want to know? Yeah. What do they not want to know? Right. There were some things they didn't want to know. 
and, and you that shouldn't was okay. tell them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's going to be a chapter on sex. Huh. Um, that yeah. is something no something, one talks about, right? Mm-hmm. And it is hard. Mm. Um, there's a body image mm-hmm. chapter, kind of mm-hmm. talking through um, some what of the we just talked about, about today. Yeah. Um, a chapter about humor because uh-huh. I had to find you have to find humor right. in hard things. Uh-huh. Um, so that's just a few of the chapters that that'll yeah. be in there. But I've um, have interviewed a lot of women, okay, um, and will be interviewing with their some stories. Men. Yes, okay. so their stories and how what they've. So it's not just it's really my story is probably a piece of each chapter, okay. but um, each chapter has a lot of input from Others. other other women, uh-huh. and I've interviewed one medical professional so far and probably there will be more of those as okay well yeah. great okay, i think god's gonna use you in this to minister to the life of other women in your same situation so thanks for meeting with us today and telling us your story thanks for walking along with us today i'd love to get to know you better so let's walk again sometime shall we